Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Melanin Marvels. We live, baby. We are your hosts. My name is Adrian. I'm Anika. And I'm Divi. And today we're going to be exploring the recent anime that came out called Yasuke. That follows the adventures of a black samurai that is based off of true story, or at least true accounts. And we're going to talk about the highs, lows, and anything that we've explored and noticed as well in the series. So, to start us off, I'm going to throw it over to homegirl, who's the flyest, Anika, <laughs> to give us a little, little, little uh, summary of who this Yasuke Mans is. So, okay, is so, so originally he was an African from either Mozambique or the Congo, and he was put into servitude for, I forget the man's name, but... It's mentioned in the, the anime. Got you. Uh, Oda Nobunaga. Yes, him. And he's actually the one who gave him the name Yasuke. And I don't know. Like he he's a fly ass guy and like he he picked up on things and he was an awesome samurai. Yeah, I think like based off of his service, like from what I remember as well, before like, he was there as a missionary um i think it was like a, it was a servant from an italian first yeah, remember his name. a jesuit yes. missionary yeah and from there uh he joined i think oda side noticed and had interest in yasuke and so eventually brought him in and then with his service eventually brand him as like a samurai to serve with him as well which is really cool to think about at the time even though you know who can know the sort of like discriminatory things that he's gone through during his time there but to have someone who's come from outside of your own island or your own place and bring them in as a samurai which is like a high sort of status loyal thing that you have for like as a soldier at the time uh, to serve under that is quite amazing. So that's a story as well is something that I might personally have heard for a long time now I've heard about. And it's cool to be able to see like this sort of story be inspired or inspired this anime as well. So with that, that's sort of fast, fast forwarding over to today, 2021. Um, Netflix has recently um, displayed shared out the or shared published the anime um big things to note with it um the lead being uh lakeith stanfield the production being done by flying lotus and also the anime studio that's supporting as well uh, studio mappa which is a big deal for folks uh they've done attack on titan they did jujutsu jujutsu kaisen uh yuri on ice there's a few other animes that have blown up um, and folks really know. So it's cool to be able to see this production studio support something like this as well. So uh, with how unique it is and also being able to see something with uh, like representation of seeing like a, a black person sort of navigate these places at this time, we thought it'd be cool to just talk a bit about like what our initial thoughts were about the show. So last piece I'll bring up is in talking about the show as a, a, the briefest of synopsis. Um, it follow, the whole show follows Yasuke. It follows his journey in supporting a young girl in order to order to figure out what her powers are and also to eventually save uh, 
their district to save Japan seems like saving the world without the, how high stakes it was. So that's like the basic sort of overview of the show. And along the way, you see him meeting allies and also fighting uh, some pretty, pretty nasty bad guys. So that's the show in a nutshell. And so I'm going to open up to folks. Uh, what did folks like about Yasuke? What did we like? I liked it was kind of funny at the beginning. Like <laughs> when they're trying to wash him, they're like, why isn't he, he getting clean? It's like, that's the color of his skin. <laughs> they're not used to seeing black people. They don't, they've never seen black people. So they just thought he was really dirty. Yeah, it, was, it was weird to like watch that as part of the show. Cause like, obviously it's reflective. Like they're trying to show back then. This is, you know, what they said and how they would think, but it was, it's weird to watch it, to be honest with you, like that part. Or even the moment in a later episode. <laughs> yes. I rolled my eyes at that part. See, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Another moment when they're like, he speaks Japanese. Like, you don't expect him to speak Japanese. Like, come on. Mm. He's, he can speak multiple languages. I feel like the, the interesting part about um, the senior talking about Anika, I think that was like based off of something that's happened or at least an account. Cause I remember hearing about that prior to watching the anime. So it was interesting to see them animate that as well. And I think based, you know, based off of like the time, the time as well, Divi, as you're mentioning, it was kind of weird. You could also, I don't know about forgive, but like understand the circumstances. Yeah. I wish they did it, but it's also a little cringy at first too. And also, like they had the man in public too. Like, at least, yeah, yeah. There, there's a that's another piece about. It. I was just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this, but um, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. It, it had it had its uh it had its funny moments for sure. I don't know if I ran that as one of them. I was like, uh, <laughs> for the yeah. most part, but yeah. That you know what you're right, like because. Like that scene, especially like, cause he's like fully naked and they're just like, kind of like, I, I, I understand. Okay, fine. Like that's the time period and they're doing, but I, I was so comfortable. I was like, is this just okay? Or are we just, this is what just, I, yeah. They're definitely leering at him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like what kind of man is this? We don't have all that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, I kind of want to say, I I don't know, Anika, right? I don't know which one of you just said it, but, like, they were shocked that he spoke Japanese. I feel like, honestly and truly, the same thing still happens today. Like, I feel like if a Black person goes to another country and, like, they know the language that, you know, they're assumed not to know, people are like, what? Like, like I feel like it happens so often that, most times when it most times it's like say say you're speaking a language but you're speaking about me thinking that i don't know the language and then it'll be a moment oh where yeah the person notices and then they'll either like let it slide and respond back in english knowing like like oh i understand what you're saying or like i'm not this person or they'll speak back in the same language. And I'm like, that's just a great moment. I wish I could speak languages yeah. like that to just totally make people's jaws drop. Yes. 
I think one thing I would have been interested to know is for a black person living in Japan or even was like, whether it be your tourist teaching, you live there, what their thoughts were based off of their current experience in navigating Japan was to like watching Yasuke. Cause I think there's some pieces there when it comes to, you know, what you're mentioning about the folks being surprised about you knowing the language or even uh, there was the, the soldier dude who, you know, spoilers. Mm. Actually, I don't even say that part. But like, there's a soldier there in particular who like shows a lot of shade at him, despite the fact that um, Oda um, has like, had such a favoring to Yasuke because of his accomplishments. And so I was wondering, like, how much of like that sort of prejudice still exists at the time? I'm sure it's there and it's evident, but someone who's actually living it in Japan currently, what how they would sort of see how Yasuke is navigating the world and how that relates. May I ask a question, Adrian? Yeah. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but you, you've been to Japan, no? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. How, how, what was your experience? You know, there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, what is it? A lot of folks are sort of like taken back or like mm -hmm. at all. Like one of my favorite stories to tell about my spy time in Japan was this time I was in a train, I was like in transition from one place to another. And I was like sitting down the train, just minding my business, trying to figure out where to go, not getting lost. And there are these two like little school girls, what have been like grade seven, grade eight or something. They're talking to each other. And then eventually one of them, one of them looks outside, like we're in a train, so they're looking outside, but talking to their friend passively. And then her friend's like on her phone and then she looks at me, looks down, looks at me. And she's just like, oh my God. Holds it, and I look up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's cute. That's cute. I look up again. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then that it's the stair stays for a good like yeah. you know those uncomfortable stairs. This keeps going. So it went on for a bit, and eventually I saw her friend was like, you know, talking Ray Tay Tay, looking out the window, and then looked at her friend, looked at where she was looking, looked at her friend again, nudged her. And it was a really cute moment, but also it just kind of showed when it comes to like how. Despite it's like when what was it maybe twenty twenty eight when I went there, there's still this sense of like well, I don't know if it's like wonder, leerings, a spectacle of some sort. I don't know what it is exactly. Mm, maybe it's just it's curiosity. But yeah, the eyes are there, and it's like what are what is behind the eyes? What do you say? Is this a matter of like mm. oh man, this is a curious foreigner, or is it like something else there? I wasn't able to dissect that too much, but yeah, yeah, I um. Yeah, I mean, I was curious just because I feel like we're talking about Yasuke's experience, and obviously that was a different time, but even still, like, that's what you're experiencing. Um, you know what? Like, just like, I don't know, like, I guess, like the opening episode, too. I think it was the first couple episodes where just like everybody in the town was just like, oh, yeah, the black boatsman. Oh, yeah, the black guy. Like, and that was just normal. So it was just, I was like, are we just doing this? It's just this, just what we're doing. You mean using the term black? Not just that. I feel like that was the only thing. Like, that's just what, like, that That was it. They didn't, like, there was nobody talked to him, really. But they would just be like, yeah, like, the black guy. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Like, I just, I thought it was weird. Well, I mean, he kept himself. So that's how he, that's how he was known. Just like, yeah, the, the black boatsman. Yeah, I know, but it's, they wouldn't use his name. Like they, I know they didn't know. They probably him. didn't know his but, name. 
But like you think that little boy didn't run around being like, this is his name or this is who I hang out with. Like I feel well, like name, they call they him like, Yasan. Where did the take where did the name Yasan come from if he was given the name Yasuke? So but like even that, like they're not gonna call him Yasan, they're just gonna they're just gonna call him the black boatsman. Like that's just, I just feel I just thought that was weird. Like I mean to be fair, I think a lot of cultures to this day still use terms like that. Because I know in a lot of Latinx communities, they use like the term black. Like you you would call like a, a child like Negrita or something. So it's like a black girl or Moreno. Oh. Like it's not even, it's not, I, I just think it's weird. Like I'm sure they had, even if they didn't know his name as like Yasuke, like I feel like they must have like heard the name Yasan or something, but they're just all of them. Every single person in that, even the bar he went to all the time just calls him the black postman. Like, that's just it. I thought it was weird. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, get, I, get, I definitely get what you're saying, Divi. I feel like at the, not at the time. I think for me, I was able to turn that part of my brain off because it's like, he's the only black person there. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just easier. And every time they're looking for somebody, hey, like, where's that black guy? Like, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how many Yasuke's are there? But either way, yeah, definitely yeah. Felt a bit weird. So I, I mm. definitely get you there. I get you there. Mm. Like highlight for me, like some of the, the two things that really stood out for me. I love the music. I love the production. Oh, That's yeah. one thing I rave about uh, from the intro song with Thundercat um, called Black Gold. And I thought that I always look forward to hearing that. And just Thundercat in general, the production that Flying Lotus has. Uh, he did a wonderful job because it's just such a unique sort of mix and blend of having like that sort of hip hop feel to like anime. And I think that's something that like a lot of folks, I'm gonna say a lot of, I don't wanna say a lot of black folks. I don't, let me speak for mine. I don't, I really appreciate like seeing like anime music videos with like hip hop tracks and like the hard beats. I always felt like there was like a lot, a really great synergy there that hasn't really been explored. Um, but then the whole aesthetic of the show really reminded me of like a lot. Some one of my favorite animes um, growing up was anime, or not anime is a uh, Samurai Champloo. Samurai Champloo, I think it came out maybe like two thousand. I want to say two thousand eight, between mid and mid two thousands, two thousand ten. Follows like two samurai and this girl just going about adventures. And it was cool because it had the productions of this person called Nujabes, who you know rest in peace. A lot of folks talk about him. And his beats were in the background while there's all this fighting happening and stuff. And it was just a, such a cool blend at the time that I saw a lot of it sort of carried over and sort of lived on as Yase being like the successor to it. Uh, so I thought that was real cool. And I thought the animation, I feel like a lot of folks are a little mixed on how they felt about the animation, but I enjoyed it. I thought like a lot of the high action pieces as well were real cool. I love the sort of the blend of Fuel Japan mixed with like this magic mixed with robots, even though I think it's like a lot for many and I understand it, but for me, I just felt like it, I vibed with it. I thought it was real cool. So I think a lot of those pieces I thought were really cool to sort of take in. I like the sort of feel and the stack that they had with the show in general. Um, yeah, so those are like some of my like high pieces when it comes to the anime. Um. You know, I, I, I like the animation too. I thought, I, I think it was more so like the colors for me. Like I loved like all the bright colors they use. I, I really liked that, but 
I, I don't watch anime enough to be like, I don't know like what is good animation versus like what is bad, but I liked it. So bad animation would would be when you look at it, you can't stand it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I I compare it to when you have a comic book and like the cover looks so nice and you're excited to read it, but you open it up and the art is just trash. You're like, I can't read this. Like the story might be good, but the art is not doing mm. it for me. <laughs> like another piece that I like, I want to shout out um, a buddy of mine goes by the Instagram handle, Terrell, the chosen one. And he was talking about how this anime had like a lot of like spiritual connections there that I thought were really cool. Like the whole journey that I'm forgetting the little girl's name, but little girl was going through in order to unlock her powers, even though you know, inconsistencies on those powers were. We'll talk about that later. Um, but her being able to a whole like sort of like dive in for her to understand to like unlocking her powers and being able to understand that she like harbors a lot of power, but she also has to let go and embrace it too. Um, and also like other entities sort of feeding off of being off her power as well. I thought that whole sort of narrative piece that they had there was kind of cool. And I thought I resonated with it quite a bit. So I think I wanted to shout out just sort of like the, the way how they made that connection or that spiritual connection with her and her journey in the show as well. Saki. Saki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shalina's our real one. Kill Shalina. <laughs> You know what I really, really like? The way they did the flashbacks. I really like how like it was like black and white and then it turned into color. I thought that was really, really well done. I like I don't know, it was just it was a good it was a good viewing experience. I liked it. I like that they did it like that. And that's the thing. I thought that what some of my highlights were sort of being able to have like pauses in the narrative. And it didn't yeah. feel it didn't feel too intrusive, but gave enough context to move forward. Um and I thought that was one of my highlights too, just being able to see his interactions and relationships um, in those flashbacks. I and mean, it's a shame that we didn't get more of that. It sort of stopped after like the second episode, but yeah, I really like the flashbacks too. Yeah, okay, I agree. Like, yeah, like, ha like, because you're right, I think it did stop in the second episode. And I was like, I liked having those in the episode. I was looking forward to more, yeah. Like, that's the thing. For me, the first two episodes were the best episodes because mm -hmm. like after that my memory of the show kind of dwindles because for me the plot was just basic just normal it's what you expect nothing special fair thing does this the thing that makes the show special is that he's a black samurai in feudal japan but other than that like meh. yeah you know what i kind of I kind of agree with you because, okay, the first two episodes, like, I feel like it's, like, very him-centered with the flashbacks and things like that. And I liked how they did, like, the jumping back and forth. But then the later episodes, I was like, is he just her sidekick? Like, I am obviously, like, you know, they focus on him. But at the same time, I was like, the story is, like, driven by the girl. Like, I know he's going on his own journey, but, like, I don't, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I felt very meh about that. Answer your phone. I'm trying to turn it off. <laughs> it's okay. 
Oh, I'm gonna mute myself for one moment. Let me, let me, let me just want to do this. Okay, I can remove you. Okay, no, I'm don't remove him. He's gone. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I had the same thought. Okay, I'll read it out loud better. I had the same thought too, Divi. The show became about Saki and not Yasuka. Yeah, like, yeah. I I was kind of, this is why I really liked the first two episodes because I think it focused on him a lot. And I think, I think they could have, like, I understand he also went on like kind of an internal journey and like re-becoming a samurai or like doing samurai things. But I think they could have highlighted that more Whereas instead, I kind of feel like it was just driven by Isaki's journey. Which, like, didn't make sense to me since Yasuka is the title character. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like, they're, I feel like they're just tapping in because we all know that Black people and anime is a thing. Like, Black people and anime, it's a thing. So I think they're just tapping in on us to, like, draw us in, like, oh... Black Samurai, mm. blah, blah, blah. But then they made the story about this little sock. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, but I think, especially considering the um the folks who are behind the production of it or behind, like, who made it, like, they're legit conscious Black folks. Or at least, like, I know the main writer, like, LaShawn, LaShawn Thomas, um, has, like, done stuff like this before. But I do think that I want to hope that this sort of story or narrative just acts as like an opportunity for us to get to know Yasuke a bit, and then it will branch off to be more Yasuke-centered. Like, I love the fact that, spoilers, you, you haven't seen it, you should have seen it. But like, by the ending of it, like he sort of parted ways with this village and mm -hmm. is going about his own thing. It acts, one way it acts as like a, a clean cut to the show, potentially, if it's going to be the last one. But I think it also leaves it open for him letting go of his past. Or maybe there's opening up for him to explore himself a bit more moving forward. But I definitely agree that it became a very, very Saki-centered. Mm. And that's why, I, that's why I signed up for the show. I don't exactly. care about that little girl. <laughs> one bit. Well, that was the okay. next question. Is there going to be a next season? Or was this just a limited one-shot one season. I I don't think they made any announcements for it. I wanna hope. I wanna hope that it is there's gonna be another season. And I say this, this is gonna be a point I brought up later on, but I think I'll, I'll introduce it now because one of my biggest comparisons with Yasuke, a Yasuke that was done better was an anime called Sam uh, Afro Samurai that came out in like 2008. So there's a lot of compare, there's a lot of similarities and contrast between those two that show where Yasuke fell off, while also shows the opportunity for Yasuke to improve. So for those who don't know, um, Afro Samurai was a story, or the show centers around this young for this man who has this thing called like the number two headband. What ha what the, what the case is in the world. You have the number one headband where you're like the, the top dog, badass samurai, you're number one. Um, number two is the only person who could fight the number one in order to retain that title. So everyone else, free game, you're trying to kill number two so you can be number one. So everyone's after this dude. So the story revolves around Afro sort of like figuring out how to, how to kill number one because number one killed his father um, when he was younger. 
And he was just striving to figure that out. But also you're learning more about him as the show continues, how the show progresses. You hear about, about his trauma and he's very similar to Yasuke and not being, he doesn't have like a lot of dialogue. He doesn't say a lot necessarily. But the one thing that worked well in that anime is Afro had a interesting like side partner at the time. Saki, you're that interesting. And his name is Ninja Ninja. And what you find out is how is like their connection and how Ninja Ninja is almost a reflection of some of the things that are left unsaid by Afro. And there's like a really great synergy between the two, which wasn't present with Saki. It's kind of boring. Um, so there was that. And I thought that when it comes to like the pacing of the story, that show had five episodes. Yasuke had six. Once again, a lot of similarities with the limited um, frame but we we're just able to have a lot of great action moments and a lot of great storytelling and diving into Afro and having it Afro-centered throughout. And I think that was mm -hmm. the biggest advantage that that show had, where it was specifically centered around this guy, his journey, and how his past relates to what he's doing in his destination. Strongly recommended. So that's how Afro did it well in the first season. The cool part was in season two, which turned into a movie called Afro Samurai Resurrection, it brought up a lot of the past pieces that they brought up in the first season that they couldn't touch on, and they went ham with it in the second time around. So I think I see hope in Yasuke in how Afro Samurai and Afro Samurai Resurrection played off of each other. And so I want to hope that they built the foundation in this one so they okay. can have a fully fleshed out story with Yasuke a bit more in season two. Maybe this is just like the groundwork for a bigger story. Kind of like, kind of like season one was like his reawakening, and then hopefully season two it like yeah it goes in deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope so because I mean, I feel like he's an interesting character, and this girl has lived for two seconds. Nothing's happened. This is the first thing in her life. Okay, so. <laughs> Two seconds. <laughs> I mean, how old is she? Like nine? <laughs> and her her big like character trait is that she trips over twigs all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, okay. <laughs> like, I thought the little boy was gonna have a bigger part. Me too. <laughs> Cause I was interested in the little boy. No, yeah, I thought that the little boy was his sister, was his brother, her brother. I thought that too initially, yeah. But now they live together. So there we go. I don't know. Um, you know what I was actually really like sad about? I don't know if sad is the right word, but like when he cut his hair, I don't know, I liked his hair before he like cut it and like trimmed his beard. I thought he looked good. I was kind of sad that he like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Dibby's like, oh, I'll call you Zaddy. No. No, I genuinely thought like the long hair, like I thought it would look good, but then he tied it up and took his beard off. But I, I don't know, maybe that's samurai things. I don't know, but I'm sad about that. Nope. <laughs> Never mind. Never, let me stop. Just Never say mind. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, Divi likes her men looking rough. That's all I was gonna say. That's legit. In in normal life, it's not true, but maybe in like anime life, it's true. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Undy come with the faces. <laughs> Why are you making those faces? She wants some bushier man. <laughs> That's weird because I feel like you've known all the. Okay, this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we're doing. 
I ran out of water. I can't jerk this off. Oh, right. So we could transition anyway. over to talk about, we talked about some of the highlights and we alluded to some of the, the gaps. Are there any other pieces that folks don't, thought could have been improved with the show? Or well, Divi and I know that Adrian has a problem because he's a hater of Lakeith. I'm very open. I'm very open. I'm not <laughs> hiding anything, everybody. I thought Lakeith Stanfield was like very monotone. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I get what he was going. And I love Lakeith Stanfield. Let's not get it twisted. I love Atlanta. I love Sorry to Bother You. Like, I love what Lakeith does. I don't like when they you, you recruit popular actors to be themselves as yeah. characters. Because you can't help but see the actor there. And it was distracting. I'm sorry, Selena. So the whole time, here's the thing. The whole time, it's like he was just playing on one beat for the character the entire time. And maybe that was the writing, maybe that was just the opportunities that Yasuke had to really express himself over time. Because I thought that episode, the last episode, I was like, okay, there was a bit more range. And I, I could vibe with it a little bit. But everything prior to it was just too stoic and too monotone throughout for me to really care. Everyone else in that show, it was a little corny and a little cheesy at times, but everyone else had more range than him. You know, so that's what bothered me. But if you listen to the Japanese, if, if my folks who love the subs, that Japanese voice actor who did that voice, I don't know if man's is black or not, but he had a range. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot more. So Lakeith, kudos. I love that you, you're a part of the movement. But man, and here's the thing, Lakeith, what have you seen Lakeith extend outside? You're, let's say Lakeith, Lakeith is here, I don't regular. What have you seen him? A bit more, maybe in Get Out, but even then, man had the yeah. little fear and the smile. Like he didn't say nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like I think Lakeith is just very in one zone a lot. And I think when it comes to something that's like is expressive and really dependent on the voice as an animation, you need mm -hmm. a bit more. Think about your, your favorite like voice actors, man. Like they got range. Think about yo, your homegirl and summer. <laughs> Same wavelength. Yes. You see, like range. There's range there. Even if you think of um uh, uh Phil Lamar, who does um John Stewart in like Justice oh. I won't say he's super stoic, but you can see that he is more like regulated, but he has moments, he has depth in his voice, you know? So that's why Lakeith. Um, I was I wasn't a big fan. You know what's funny? Like because you had mentioned that, and then I was watching it. I was like, and then afterwards, I was like, kind of reflecting on it, and I was like, I was calm during, and a lot of big things happened during the season. But I was calm during the season because his voice is so monotone. Like everything was just like he was fighting people and things were happening and there were glowing things everywhere. But I was just calm. I w and usually I get scared or like I get shocked easily. Exactly. So that's the type of guy you want in your life. Someone who can stay calm. Okay, no, but like not in this anime. Like, <laughs> like I understand what you're saying, Adrian, because I think like the the t like the the atmosphere of the show and his voice just didn't match because he was just it's just like, yeah I feel like people can make the argument that you know he's a samurai samurais are like so you can you can attempt to make that argument you can attempt it but I'm pretty sure in that attempt I can highlight 
examples of people who've done voice acting for samurai who've done similar afro samurai where there was at least a bit of range like if you see him in mm. a situation where he's upset he still stays calm but you could hear it sound different you know and that's the power of like a good voice actor so maybe that's it maybe it's the fact that he's just not a strong voice actor that i don't like and it's just noticeable yeah i feel like that's a valid critique like not to say that, yeah. I get you, I get you. Don't worry. <laughs> All the Lakeith stands are gonna come after me, coming in my DMs, trying to get my head. No, so. <laughs> um, yeah, Dippy and Shalina, they're both, well, Shalina, because she gasped. <laughs> you know what oh, I like, really. Slide in his DMs and beat him up, Shalina. Oh my God. Well, okay. <laughs> you know what I like? thought was a really good line like when they when that like priest guy he was a priest right yeah yeah and that yeah. priest guy and like his four like people like when they like like okay when they brought um Yasuke like in front of the crowd and they were like he's the one who killed I forget that woman's name but whatever they're like accusing him for killing the woman whatever and then one of the crowd people in the crowd were like I knew we should have trust the foreigner and then somebody was like but you're gonna trust this foreigner talking about the priest I thought that was a really good line <laughs> I kind of wish like we kind of like delved into that or like the show like went in that like talked you know like explored that a bit because like it's true you guys are gonna trust this like white missionary man over this black eye there are reasons for this they're you know mm. so I thought that was a really good scene Exactly. And it brings it back to how we had said about the original background of the actual Yasuke, where he was in servitude to an Italian mm. missionary. Mm -hmm. So, like, these people believed his yeah. person. No, those are valid points about the voice acting. I think he was just a depressed character. His past haunting him yeah see he was haunted by his past he's not wrong this true yeah exactly yeah that was a good line i i kind of wish they 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 kind of explored that a bit more but i guess killing that missionary is enough so like so shalina i hear you for folks are listening we have a, a very active active uh, participant in our in our live stream um like I hear you, but also there are ways that you could act and portray depression other than being very like monotone or, you know what I mean? Like you could act that, you could, you could flesh that out. But uh, I'm gonna stop my Lakeith hate, I'm, I'm gonna stop it. That's a solid point. In general, we do like Lakeith, so just so everyone knows. Adrian is a hater of us monotone lovers. Adrian's a hater of monotone people. <laughs> Which, like, in real life, I get that. No, Shalina, oh my Keep God. talking, Shalina. Yes, please. I legitimately love, love it so much. We love the interaction. <laughs> it brings joy to our lives. And why am I using this like a microphone? Yeah, let's just say, going back to the Go on. No, I mean, is there is there anything else that, that, that you guys feel was important or hate you? Oh, there's more I could talk about of like areas of improvement. Oh, sure. 
Um, I thought that there were a lot of four or six episodes. I feel like a part of me wants to like regulate my my expectations, but I thought a lot of the right a lot of the pacing of the show felt rushed. Mm. Like there are certain pieces. Um, what was it? There was a one episode in particular that he. I think it was between episode three and episode four, or four and five, for example, where him and Saki got got to the place with his old like I don't know what it colleague, I'll call him a colleague, uh, to train her in her magic. And then Yasuke was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave." And then he goes, "I'm like, oh, okay, there's gonna be a little bit of a thing of like something's happening back there. He's gonna come back. Cool, predictable." The next episode ends with him just there, and then yeah. war is starting. <laughs> what happened? I had to check. Did I miss something or an end credit scene or something like that? It was just too sudden. Um, no, me too. I yeah, I was like, did I did I skip an episode or something? Yeah. yeah. No, I actually like when that happened. I think I had to go back and and be like, did I miss something or did it actually just start like that? And it it just started like that. <laughs> yeah. So it was that, and then one character piece i think one thing that i think with like short shows is that you capitalize on your character development to have build interest if you have a simple story i don't mind simple stories or simple like hero's journey paths if you have interesting characters the one thing that kind of caught me off guard was like that troop of like mercenaries who were there mm -hmm. at the beginning trying to kill them but then eventually they like joined up together saki her mom who got killed by them I was like, yo, I know some people who could help us out. The people who just killed my mom. Let me give me a moment. They come out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know, cool. I like I some of the characters, like the robot, they're kind of <laughs> kind of interesting, cool. So what happens throughout, they and all of them eventually end up getting bodied, except for the black guy. And these guys have been working together. And at the end, I was like, oh, he's gonna feel sad or some way about the loss of all his colleagues. Got my money. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the end of his story. I was like, oh, okay. And I think there was just some pieces like that. It just either felt rushed or not a lot of intention was placed into them. That was just, just bothered me. So, yeah, that was it. It was like, so some of the character development pieces and the pacing was a little bit off for me. You you know what? Yeah, I 100% I agree with you. Also, the, you know where the, that scene with the robot and that that one girl and the girl dies and he's like, friend? <laughs> okay. okay. No, honestly, I was like, this is like a stronger friendship, the strongest friendship in the show right now. Because like Saki and Yasuke, like, do, is there, do I really think? friends. Exactly. Like, so I was like, I was pretty sad when that robot was sad. I felt that that was really emotional, but you're right. Like, I feel like she just calls up these people who like, Aided in her mom's death, and like, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, and then they're helping them, and yeah, that, that was rushed. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those birthdays, like, I think you will lose something. I thought that a lot of those birthdays had a lot of potential. Like, that mm. robot and that act of him, like, blowing himself up, even though we don't <laughs> even see what happens. Like, he did it for nothing. Yeah. But, like, that there, that was a good, like, emotional pull piece there. Then there was um, Homegirl who turns into a bear, and her, like, you know, <laughs> going and stepping in front of the door. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And she was like, by the way, Yasuke. I was like, I'm just going to ship those two together. I was like, okay. Yeah. She, she, she's a vibe. And then, oh, the way that she got this, that got bodied was rough. Um, I suspected a bit of more of like a, oh, he's gone. I am upset. Yeah. No one grieved for her. 
No one but me. <laughs> I was just a little upset. All like, the money's for him now, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think it was, is there any other pieces? I think I think my think my problem was that like those pieces that I sort of like highlighted are like the <laughs> biggest pieces of like the show what I would have expected for it. So yeah, that is like the pacing, the story, the character development. Yeah. You know what I I did think was really cool. You know when like what's that guy's name? His like the one that like brought him in and like helped him, shaped him into a samurai. What's his name? Oda something, something, Neil Long. Okay, okay so Oda. him. Did you say Oda Neil Long? I said Oda Neil something. Okay. Okay, so him. So like, you know that scene where he's like a ghost? Like I know it's not a ghost, but like, you know, initially how it's like he uh, he thinks it's a ghost and then, you know, whatever this whole scene ensues. Um, I thought that was really interesting and I was like, oh, it's just a trick. Like this is not actual spiritual, like like the spirit world or whatever. I kind of wish that it did go in that, that direction because I thought it was cool. Because I thought it was like a cool way for him to, I don't know, confront his past. Yeah, I like that. I, and I think you're touching on something there too because like, the relationship between him and, or Yasuke and, what was that? Nobunaga, Oda Nobunaga. Um, though it's so interesting because he kind of acts as like a, I don't know, father video figure is like a bit too much, but he he acted as like a great supporter through, mm -hmm. and then him having to kill him at mm -hmm. that, like that whole piece there, I think there was a lot to dive into. And I think yeah. the way the show ended, I don't know if it ended with him resolving that piece necessarily. I think there's still some, something else there to dive into. I think by the ending, I saw more of like a closing with him and that that woman that he that he killed, even yeah. though that in itself was kind of rushed because like he saw what was it? Was it her son at yeah, the end? Yeah, brother. Brother. Yeah, I saw brothers like, oh, like you're praying. It's like, oh yeah, here's her sword. <laughs> like that. That was it. So yeah. I would would have loved a bit more when it came to seeing him process and mm -hmm. move forward from that. But mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Any other thoughts or thoughts from folks watching right now? Greg, how you feeling? Let us know. Let us know. You're while we're while we're waiting for more. Um, I think all in all, if I were to say I have like a closing thought with the show, I thought that it was. I think it's a little show that has room to be like celebrated. I think that they were, it was cool that they were able to have a story inspired by, you know, like a, a real person and be able to flesh it out and throw attention to it the way that they have. Um, and I think when, I, when I'm seeing with LaShawn Thomas, who's done this and also done another anime called Cannon Busters that's on Netflix as well. Um, I think each one of those shows, I won't, I won't know if I would rate them highly, but I saw that I rate them with promise. I think the idea that you have like representation mm -hmm. through these stories too, I think there's like a huge ups, was it stuck upness that folks can have about the, okay, good to see it right here. Yeah, Greg, I agree. I agree with that with Canyon Busters. I think there's like a, up stuckness, uh, stuck upness that folks can have about media since it's so 
there's so many options that folks have that it needs to be like highly rated in order to be worth watched or worth watching. Yeah. But the fact that we could take the space and say, okay, you know what? We see the high, we see some of the low lights here, but we can still like like appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the show should have been called Saki. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, and that's just it. Like, I, I think, it, I think the show does show, like, promise. Like, it, it, it could go deeper with a lot of things. I wish. I mean, hopefully, the Saki narrative just ends here, and then we can just, you know, focus on the actual title character. But yeah, like seeing the representation in this makes me want to try, like, watching other shows, like. That one my friend was telling me about Onyx Equinox, which is based on the Aztec gods. Mm -hmm. And mm. my friend watched it and he said it, it seems to be quite like accurate in the portrayal of back then. So mm -hmm. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Greg says, I, ha I say something about Yasuke and Cannon Buster is that they had good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, I was hearing praise about that earlier. But um, yeah, Cannon Buster as well. The intro and outro to that, for that, that show, phenomenal. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, so I guess I can't think of anything else other than... Yeah, no, I don't know if you folks have like other closing thoughts. I think the one thing I wished for the show, I was really excited for it and I wanted more substance to dive into. And I feel like I'm just sort of left hungry wanting more. But yeah, and I think also I feel like I'm giving Yasuke a lot of like, a lot of slack. Like I say I don't like Lakeith and all that. It's just because like as an anime fan, I've seen a lot better done. And I see a lot of the potential that it had, but I also don't want to shoot down the potential for like other. I want other. I want more of this. I want more of these stories coming out so we get some gems too. So I'm gonna remain hopeful. Exactly. Because in I, order yeah. for us, in order for us to get, in order for us to get things like this, we have to support these even if we don't 100 like them. Because mm -hmm. they're if people aren't supporting these, they're not going to continue to make diversified shows, TV movies mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm. so here did, you guys, oh, did you guys know that before chadwick boseman died he was actually supposed to play in a live action yasuke oh i did hear that actually yeah heard that as well yeah so sad mm. yeah. Well, i hope they find the space to maybe portray that live action and not yeah sandfield for it oh god okay well i mean anybody have any other thoughts oh <laughs> greg said oh, greg thank you that was another piece i didn't even touch on the fact Saki's Saki's whole thing was just very inconsistent through the show i i didn't get where she was coming from that yeah. show started and i was like oh she's just Big, just as getting these powers and she's figuring it out. But then she has moments where she's like, no, killing the priest out of nowhere with her powers. Like she knew what she was doing. I was like, 
what is happening? Do you know what you're doing or not? <laughs> that bothered me. I, maybe it's because I had my, I, I had initially thought one thing and then she just did the complete opposite. But yeah, broken power gauge for, for Saki, for sure. For sure. Really quick side note. Again, I do not watch anime at all ever, but that like big bad monster at the end. Forget I forget. The daimyo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she reminded me of Digimon because <laughs> they look kind of like that. So that's where I'm at with anime. Okay, that was a cool comparison. I'll, I'll give you that, Divi. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my last thought is when it comes to a another anime comes out. It all depends on like the writers that are there and, and all that. But I'm see it's just seeing the potential with anime that Netflix has done. Looking at Castlevania, folks have seen Castlevania. That show has been brilliantly produced, brilliant writing, brilliant voice acting. I just need to see. I just need to see something similar. And even then, they have like a, a really strong black character there too, with a lot of depth. So, all I want, just take your time with the writing, y'all. Take your time with writing. Make intentional stories. Make well fleshed out characters. Can't wait. But I'm really happy to see where things are right now. Yeah. yeah. And hey, I feel like there's there's um, only up from here. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Facts. Okay. Anika, do you have any last thoughts? I'm gonna. No, when you said up, it just reminded me of the Cardi B song. So that's what's <laughs> going through my head right now. <laughs> okay, on that note, um, well, we hope everyone, you know, enjoyed our conversation. Let us know what you think about um, the Netflix original series, Yasuke. Um, tell us all your, all your thoughts. Um, and thanks for joining us, everybody. If you want to follow us, check us out at the Melanin Marbles on Instagram. You can also find us on our podcast places. We're that we out there on Apple Podcasts. We are there on Spotify. You can find us on uh, Anika. Give me the Ollie. What's the other place? Got Spotify, um, Google, Radio Public, here on YouTube. All oh, yeah. We take it over. TikTok. We on TikTok. Yes. Find us on TikTok as well. So okay. take care. Peace, everybody. Oh, oh. Hold on. Okay.